What, 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 pour another shot Now what, what, shit, I'm trying to take it to the spot Hello and welcome to Every Comedy Ever, a podcast dedicated to finding the best comedy of all time, where we're going to have to watch them all to figure out which one. My name is Jeff and I'm here with LaKendra. Hey, hey, hey. And uh, this is our first episode, so prepare for it to be the worst one, uh, (laughs) as we don't know what we're doing. We know what we're doing. We've done this enough times. Yeah, that's true. Uh, While we're talking about it, you can also check out the podcast Speak On It. It is available wherever you listen to podcasts, and our own Lakendra makes the occasional appearance there, uh, actually quite quite frequently. Uh, It's a great podcast. Um, They talk about all kinds of different topics, and if you're like me, uh, you can actually learn some new lingo and stuff. Nice. Thanks, Jeff, for the book. Smelling like outside. (laughs) That You know what? Smelling like outside is probably one of the most talked about topics from Speak On It so far. It was my favorite because I was like, yeah, I know what you mean. I know yeah. what outside smells like. It's a thing, people. Go check out Speak On It and uh, you'll know what smelling like outside means as well. Absolutely. I'll put a link in the description of the episode where you can subscribe. Uh, but I don't want to uh, make the podcast too long. And I also know that a lot of people that listen to podcasts like shows that jump right in. So I that's what we're going to do. Uh so our first episode is dedicated, as you can tell by the title, to Dumb and Dumber. Uh, let me get my information out so I can talk about that real quick. Just imdb.com, dog. That's all you need. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> I just, I can't believe, I knew it was directed by the Farleys. I just couldn't remember what year it was. Okay. 94, right? Uh, yeah. See, this is why you should be like the main host because you, you're more prepared than i am you took those notes i took those notes there was a release december 16th 1994 starring jim carrey and jeff daniels look at me it go. was all all right and a pair a duo of brothers that i suspect you are going to be learning a lot about on this podcast because i really like their movies this was directed and i believe written yes written by the fairly brothers as well as by a gentleman by the name of bennett yellen and uh this is just a pure comedy it's almost slapstick but sort of not at the same time so i'm just gonna run down the plot real quick uh spoilers for dumb and dumber if you haven't seen it yet but you really in my opinion you really should lakendra will let you know afterwards if she thinks you should watch it which i suspect i know where this is going (laughs) so uh Dumb and Dumber is about two best friends who live together and uh, uh, they get fired from their jobs in a hilarious way. Uh, They actually, Jim Carrey's character, Lloyd Christmas, comes across a woman by the name of Mary Swanson, who he is instantly attracted to and falls in love with on site. Uh, She leaves a briefcase at the airport that he retrieves, which happens to have money in it, which is the ransom for Mary Swanson's husband. After Harry and Lloyd both lose their jobs, they decide that the best course of action is to drive from Connecticut to Aspen, uh, where Mary Swanson lives, to deliver her briefcase. Uh, They do this, and this is where all the hilarity ensues. Uh, They get there, and they 
don't know what's in the briefcase until later in the film when they're in Aspen and the briefcase opens and there is just tons of money, like millions of dollars in there. And they decide because they have no money and there's someplace they don't know anyone to spend the money just to buy the bare essentials, according to them. Uh, the bare essentials include a Ferrari, uh, staying at the presidential suite of a hotel that's usually reserved for dignitaries, uh, and just buying the most outrageous clothes you've ever seen. And don't forget the IOUs, because they plan to pay every cent back. They they calculate every cent in IOUs, one of which is written on a napkin that is stained. They spend pretty much all this money. There is money still left. Essentially, what happens is sort of a love triangle where Harry, Jeff Daniels' character, falls uh, also for Mary Swanson as they date. Lloyd finds out, exacts revenge. The kidnappers are involved somehow, and it all kinds of goes down at the end in just a final sequence. Anyway, you've probably seen this movie if you're listening to a podcast about comedy. Lakendra, let's get into your thoughts. My thoughts? <laughs> I really want to know. Um, Dumb and Dumber is not a horrible movie to me. It is not a movie that I will watch again, though. Um, to, to me, it was slapstick funny. It was just like a whole bunch of silly stuff. One thing after the other, like even in the beginning, when Jim Carrey's character picks Mary up from the airport and he's telling her about the, uh, the pet store that he and his best friend want to open called I Got Worms. Um, Mm -hmm. and then he turns like completely turns around in the car to have conversation with her. Now he's a limo driver, mind you. And so he turns completely around in the driver's seat and is talking to her and she has this look of panic on her face. And it was, it's then, if you haven't figured it out by the title of the movie, it is at that moment for me that I was like, okay, I'm in for a shit show. <laughs> Did you check out at that point? No, I, I, I didn't check out completely because, okay, so I watched the movie on Amazon Prime. And what I love about Amazon Prime, they're not paying me for this plug, so whatever. Um, but Amazon Prime will give you this these annotations on the side. So the one thing mm-hmm. that I found interesting is like during that scene, Jeff, there's a white van behind them. And the dude is actively making a right turn, but the van is c- continually driving straight. So I watched mm-hmm. for a little stuff like that. I thought that was funny. <laughs> Those little bloopers and stuff. But yeah, no, I yeah. never I didn't check out, but um but I mean I think that for me set the tone for the movie. And I love that scene. Uh so for comedies, some of my favorite stuff are are witty dialogue that maybe you don't quite catch and you come back to. Uh but you know, in that same scene they're driving and he knows she's headed to the airport because he's driving her there and he asks where she's going and she says Aspen and he goes, ah, California. Beautiful. (laughs) And then they do the same gag later where uh, Lloyd is like, we need to go to Aspen and Harry's like, I don't know, Lloyd, the French are assholes. Right. (laughs) It's like, dude. (laughs) But yeah, so. It's so. It's, it's, ah. Jeff. <laughs> I broke your spirit. <laughs> so, okay. So let me, let me start by saying this. So Jim Carrey to me, I think Jim Carrey is a fabulous actor. He is um, able just to, whatever character he is playing, he embodies it. And, mm-hmm. um, and so for that, I've always respected his acting skills, but he just has this really just, I don't know, man. It's just like this bonehead way of just he wants to to make people laugh like even when i watch um 
Um, was it the the Jerry Seinfeld the Netflix? I think he was he maybe maybe was on there with him, and he just starts dancing on a cafe uh, on a table in the cafe they're in. It's like for what? <laughs> yeah. That's that's well, just the it, things. That as he of does. late, he's sort of gone off the hinges a little bit. Uh, but that's a side note. Well, bless like, his heart. Modern day Jim Carrey has sort of gone insane a little bit. We should pray for him. Yeah, but I mean, we'll you know right what? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, listen, my face was, <laughs> was like, it's just really about to pray for this. But no, but for I think, like, after you play roles like this all your life, like, can you help but not go crazy? I don't. I, so, all right. One of my favorite people, as you know, is Weird Al Yankovic. Yes. And he's been silly his whole life, and he has not gone crazy. That we know He's of. never in the news for the wrong reasons. And well, that's so, true. I think you can have an over-the-top sense of humor like Jim Carrey and Weird Al. And I don't... Sometimes I wonder if he's just messing with us all. Well, you know, and you for know, Jim, like, Jim Carrey, he, he actually kind of settled down at one point um, a couple of years back. Like, he was doing art. Like, he literally had an art studio where he was painting he on canvas. Art. And so, to me, I was like, oh, he's calming down. Well, now, uh, if you follow him on Twitter, a lot of his art is politically no- motivated. Okay. Which I do. Listen, I love Jim Carrey. He's one of my favorite actors. I, I, I do. And if you have you seen Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind? No. Okay, you heard the review on Film Soliloquy, though. Yes. If that's the if you don't like the over the top Jim Carrey, that's the movie to check out. Okay. But we're talking about Dumb and Dumber. We're today. talking about Dumb and I'm Dumber. I'm already sidetracking. <laughs> um. But I think with Jim Carrey, you can't help but sidetrack. He's done so much. And so that's why I really say again, I, I really, I really do respect him as an actor. But like when you get into some of his like comedies, like this one, for me, it was, it was just over the top. I was like, can you get any sillier in this movie? Like, but, but, but at one mm-hmm. point, it wasn't even one of his lines. Um, I get the characters mixed up. I think it was Harry uh, that says like he's, he's driving their sheepdog van or whatever. And he says, man, the according to wagon, that's sh- yeah, that <laughs> it's a big ass dog head driving down the street is what it is. But he says something like, according to the map, we've only gone four inches. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so is that is that kind of dialogue throughout the movie? It's just like those, you know, those it, it's chuckleable. I don't think chuckleable is a word, but it made me chuckle. But it wasn't it is like now. it is now. It was chuckleable. We're going to use that on this podcast going forward. It didn't make me belly laugh. Um, I don't think I had any real belly laugh moments uh, in this movie. My heart. I'm so sorry. That's okay. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to retrace some scenes and, and see what you thought. Some of my favorite scenes. There's a lot of iconic ones Okay. in this movie. So there's a lot of quotable scenes. So of course, uh, there's these two people, a man and a woman that are following Harry and Lloyd as they travel across the country because they want to get the money back because they're part of the kidnapping team. They break into Harry and Lloyd's apartment and kill their parakeet by taking its head off. It's They don't show it on screen. It's not gruesome, but you find out that that's what happened. So as they're on the road, Lloyd has bought some like snacks, some chips, and Harry's like, what are you doing? We need to make sure, which is funny to me that they know to set a budget but they don't know anything else, right? right? They're on the road. Harry has set a budget. They need to talk about all expenditures. And Lloyd says, no, this didn't come out of that budget. Uh, I was able to ra- raise 25 extra bucks before we hit the road. And 
uh, Harry's was, how did, how did you raise 25 extra bucks? Oh, I sold some things, you know, baseball cards, sack of marbles, Petey, who is the name of the bird. And of course, Harry's like, Petey didn't even have a head. It was Harry, so I took care of it. And then the next scene, of course, is the the kid in a wheelchair uh, petting a bird that has a duct taped head together. A blind kid. I think that's important to know. The kid was blind. That is. Mm-hmm. And he is sitting there petting this bird that has had his head taped back on with gorilla tape, maybe. Um, yeah. It's funny. When, when we talk about it, it just sounds so horrible. <laughs> As a mother, that was horrible. <laughs> yeah. And there's a scene later where it pops up on uh, Inside Edition, right. uh, which is a show that's not around anymore. And Mary Swanson sees, she goes, what kind of sickos do this? Well, she's actually hanging out with those sickos. Uh, the other scene, of course, and one of my favorite characters is Seabass. Oh, Remember yeah. this gentleman? Yes. And, and uh, one of the best things, you know, uh, Harry spills the salt. Lloyd says, hey, you spilled the salt. You need to throw it over your right your shoulder. shoulder. Mm-hmm. And instead of just taking a little bit and dashing it over his right shoulder, he takes the entire shaker and just wings it. And it hits this giant uh, southern man named uh, Seabass who comes over and says, who's the dead man that hit me with the salt shaker? And Lloyd sells out Harry immediately, just points at him. And then starts looking out the window like he doesn't know what's going on. Just sells them out. And, uh, of course, this huge man intimidates them. And afterwards, Lloyd says, you've really wimped out, man. What'd you think of this scene? Um, It was a typical diner scene to me, I think. Um, it didn't really get interest- interesting to me until um, they made the clever move of offering to pay for their meal. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, you know what? These dudes not as dumb as they acting. They actually yeah. have a little bit of, of sense about them. Well, and they do establish that Harry is the smarter of the two. Indeed. Yeah, and Harry, you know, there's a point where they're reading in the newspaper, and Lloyd can't even read the word the. That's right, yeah. Oh, and it, that tugged at my heartstrings. It's like, oh, he can't read, but he has a best friend. It was like an, an Ernie and Bert <laughs> moment to me. I'm sorry. That's exactly what I well, pictured. And, and right before that scene, they're watching the TV, they're crying, and they're wiping their tears away with money. Yeah, <laughs> and because they're watching this movie, and it's this, the family. And, oh, I don't know if we'll see them again. And it ends up being an ad for a telephone company. Right. <laughs> yeah. So there, there were some, there were some scenes in here that were like not. Again, the movie wasn't wasn't horrible. It just wasn't my style of comedy. There are definitely some great scenes, um, and they're mm-hmm. like the ones that um, that uh, that Jeff called out. And I tell you what, Jeff, the one um, scene that at the towards the beginning. Um, that stuck out for me was when they were with the bad guy that was um, acting as a hitchhiker. He needed to get to a conference and they pick him up mm-hmm. and he calls into uh, mission control, so to speak. It's like, yeah, I'm with them. I'm, you know, I got this rat poisoning. So he has this whole plan to kill them with rat poisoning. Um, and what's also, I think, uh, needs to be noted is that this bad guy has a problem with gas. And so he's popping pills like throughout the whole beginning of the movie, trying to help with the issue that he has. So while he's outside on the payphone, the guys are in the diner playing with these hot peppers and they just stuff hot peppers all on this dude's burger or whatever. And then he, of course, falls out because he has an ulcer and he needs his pills. And instead of grabbing the pills, uh, 
they attempt to do CPR on him and they stuff pills down <laughs> his throat, but it happens to be the rat poisoning. And the bad guy, like in his final seconds of life, looks at the container that they have and he's like, oh no. <laughs> and then he just dies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> CPR is a strong word. He grabs the guy's legs and just pumps him and he goes out with the bad air, in with the good air, out with the bad air. And then he goes to put mouth to mouth and he spits out the cheeseburger that's in his mouth before Mm -hmm. trying to do mouth to mouth. And the guy's like pushing away and uh, uh, Lloyd's like, this will be a lot easier if you just lay still. Right. I love that. That's what we're dealing with here, people. Again, it's such a good movie. Not a bad movie. Um, <laughs> I think not. this is going to be a reoccurring theme on the podcast, at least for the movies I select, where you are going to be like, I could see a couple funny things, but largely. It was chuckleable. Yeah. It was chuckleable. Chuckleable. Now, chuck- yeah, that's going to be the word, Jeff. Um, now, uh, I will say, like, towards. So they get to Aspen, and, and Jeff already explained all that, and they. Of course, getting to this kind of back and forth over over a chick. And I'm like, dude, what happened to bros over hoes? Y'all get to Aspen and then like lose your mind over this chick. Um, but then I'm like, glad was- that as the woman on the podcast, you're the one using terms like chick and hoes. But I mean, <laughs> is it not applicable? <laughs> I'm just not allowed to say it. That's all, you know. Okay. Well, this My wife movie would kill me. <laughs> well, she would. But anyway, yeah. that's what happens at towards the end of this movie. But like, then you see uh, like the the very last scene where um where the FBI gets brought into it, and you realize so there's w- this one scene where they're at a gas station, and this random woman is flirting with which one, Jeff? Is it Harry or Lloyd? Because I Harry. With Harry. And when I'm watching the scene, I'm like, this chick is really desperate to be flirting with Harry. That's exactly what I said in my mouth. And then later on, you see that she is an investigator with the FBI, and she's been trailing, have been trailing the bad guys for for forever. We don't, I never really understood when she started tracking yeah. them. And, and I'll admit, that is sort of this weaker part of the, the movie, because they say they were tracking them since Connecticut, which doesn't make any sense to me, mm-hmm. like, uh, because they weren't really in any trouble until they accidentally killed the the mercenary guy that was with them when they fed him hot peppers right and then they called the cops and then they'd have people tracking them so i I agree that's definitely a plot hole indeed but you see this lady she shows up again um when they get to aspen because she has her skis and everything on on her vehicle when she meets them at the gas station and then she meets up with lloyd at um at a bar because lloyd is under the impression that mary is going to meet him there for um, a 10 a.m. date. So this FBI lady is talking to Lloyd and just having random conversation and he's really not into it. He's clearly annoyed. And then you see her at the end, she pops up as this FBI agent and Harry was uh, going upstairs to uh, to basically apologize to Lloyd for all this Mary business. And they put a bulletproof vest on him. He busts up in the room. And, and that's kind of how everything kind of comes together. And it was like, mm-hmm. I, I kind of felt like the ending was rushed. It was like, we're going to make this really yeah. hilarious movie, but we have to, you know, kind of rush the ending to bring everything full circle. And I, I, can, I can get behind that. And I think one of the things about comedies for me that I hate, there's always a point in some comedies where the, sh- the movie just all of a sudden gets serious, like in the mm-hmm. third act. And it stops being funny, and the situation actually becomes dire. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, to me, it's like I hate that because I'm here to laugh, and you know, 
let's chill out a little bit. And this movie never does that. It never gets that serious. Uh, you know, the last scene is still funny, even though there's a guy with a gun trained on them. Right. You know, they're they're talking about this girl that, you know, Lloyd, you know, slept with and took from Harry. And, uh, you know, he's like, I don't think we should be friends anymore. We should call it quits. And he goes, you just tell me where to sign right on my ass after you kiss it. <laughs> and it's, So they have the whole fight and it's awesome. Your criticisms are fair. Um, thank you i'm glad i'm, I'm glad you said that yeah. so I, I will say this though so the other thing that kind of so in so at the towards the end of the movie they go through the fbi everybody gets arrested mary gets her husband back and you know all seems to be well and then the final scene of the movie you see lloyd and harry and they're walking down this i don't know desert road it looks like and i'm like so they helped the fbi catch the bad guys so y'all couldn't even get the dudes a car to go home like Exactly. Come on, man. Why didn't Why didn't Mary Swanson <laughs> fork up the dough? Well, I guess the uh, the opposite side of that is they spent Everything. a ton of money, <laughs> right? So at the same time, I'd be like a little hesitant. <laughs> like they could have yeah, gotten them a Greyhound ticket. All. Yeah, some that's true. And so then, um, so then you go through that. I don't know what, like five to ten minutes of seriousness in the movie, and then you see them walking down the dirt road, and this huge bus pulls up. With all these girls hanging out the window, they're all in bikinis, and they're like, oh, we need some pool boys to come oil us down and put lotion on us or whatever have you. And you think just for a second, I did anyway, I thought for a second, Lord and Harry was like, oh my gosh, we're saved, and we have all these beautiful women. But no, folks, that's not what happens. If that would have happened, the movie would not have been called Dumb and Dumber. At all. No. So it happens. Harry directs them to go to town. It's like, hey, you know, there's a town up the road. If you go up there, you'll be able to find some men to help you. And the bus goes away. And then Lloyd is like, bro, what are you doing? I think it was Lloyd anyway. And he stops the bus. He runs the bus down. And they open the door. And he was like, my friend was out of his mind. He doesn't know what he's talking about. And again, I'm like, a glimmer of hope. He was like, no, the town is in the opposite direction. You're going the wrong way. (laughs) My friend's a little slow. And that's how the movie ends, y'all. And then they're walking down the road playing tag. What the fuck? Well, it's like, man, <laughs> two lucky guys are going to spend all summer on that bus with those beautiful girls. Don't worry, man. Our our luck will change. Yep. Then that's yeah. That's Dumb and Dumber, y'all. That was that's dumb. I'm not going to watch that movie again. Okay, well, I'm going to watch it many, many times. Uh, so, uh, what is there a scene that was your favorite? A scene that was my favorite. Huh. (laughs) No? Nah, (laughs) bruh. I don't think I had a favorite scene in this whole movie. Was there a a funniest gag? What were the things that made it chuckle a little bubble? Well, I did like the the warm, the the worm, the the worms, or we got worms. The name of the store that they got got a name. Yeah, I got worms. (laughs) Um, I thought that was kind of funny. Um, oh, the, the, there was a scene where they were um, displaying these owls. I guess the, the, it was the whole benefit banquet um, to uh, raise money to save these uh, specific breed of owls. And I think it was Harry and Mary that was sitting up and they were having a conversation. And um, Harry was supposed to be setting Mary up on a date with Lloyd. And he goes, nice set of hooters. And she is just like mortified, like, what? And he was like, the owls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that made it honest. That was chuckleable. This for me is no joke. It's a five star movie. 
I I watch it over and over again. It's one of my favorite movies ever. So I can see why. the question is, how do you feel about it? I would real talk. I would give Dumb and Dumber a four. It is not really? a movie that I, I do. I, it's not a movie that I will watch again. It's definitely not on my top 20. It's not on my top 50 favorite list of, of, <laughs> of movies. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not on my top 50. However, I can respect the type of comedy that it is. I can respect the the acting um, and the back and forth dialogue. Like, I get it. I, I understand why, why you and JB like it. So, you know, I give it a four. And that's all I can ask. So there is another, there are going to be several Jim Carrey movies. As long as I'm on this podcast, Jim Carrey movies are going to get watched. And there's another one I think where you'll appreciate it a little more because he's actually the straight man in the movie uh, I'm thinking of. And uh, we'll get to that at some other point. And I forgot to mention, so our official rating of the movie is 4.5 stars uh, as based on the average between my score and LaKendra's score. And that'll just be how it goes going forward pretty simple we have a twitter account at every comedy ever we have an email account every comedy ever at gmail.com and you could just hey i give some thoughts tell kendra how wrong she is and i will <laughs> gladly give her that feedback despite the fact she gave it a four it's not like you crapped all but over the movie i, I would like i want to hear everybody's feedback like what what was i uh off about you know what i'm saying like again it's not mm-hmm. my type of comedy but hey let's have yeah, conversation that and I know that I have a more absurdist sense of humor, and that's fine. And this movie just does it for me. So we could talk about, I could talk about this all day. But like I said, I, I want our episodes to be, uh, to go along with Chuckleable. I want these to be easily digestible. <laughs> and uh, we're going to keep it. I definitely want to try to keep it under an hour, under 45 minutes, and it looks like we're going to be able to get this in under half an hour. So uh, that makes it easy for me as the editor. And I think it, uh, yeah. Uh, Well, it's actually kind of fun. I like doing it, especially with the commercials I'm going to be at. No, you're, no, 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 no. I'm not. Uh, Anyway, so. But if you want to hear yes. Jeff do some commercials, you can listen to his podcast. And where can they listen to you, Jeff, to do your "quote unquote" commercials? <sighs> yeah, if you if you like Dumb and Dumber, and that's your sort of movie, and you mm-hmm. tend to agree more with me, you can go check out Neo Retro Video Game Disco wherever you listen to podcasts. And it is definitely more of that style of humor, which is why Lakendra cannot and will not listen to it. Do not. I have to like trick her into it. I listened to like the first three and yeah. that was on double speed. I have close friends who can't listen to it. I had one of my friends who loves video games tell me, hey, that show's just a little too disco for me. <laughs> a little too disco? That's yeah. okay. It's just right. too disco. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we do want to thank Sir Flame for providing the music. Uh, it is the song Pineapple Patron off of his latest release, Burn Notice 2. You can follow Sir Flame on Twitter at Set It On Flame, as well as on Instagram at Set It On Flame. And you can listen to his music wherever you stream music. Thanks, Derek. <laughs> Thanks, Derek. So we'll see you in two weeks. Hey. Bye. What, 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 what? Pour another shot. Now, what, what? Yeah, I'm trying to take you to the spot. Pineapple Patron. Did it to the telly, pineapple